The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Thursday morning. And we are so glad you're with us. Hope your week is going well. As we're going to finish up chapter number one of the book of Ephesians. And as you know, we've been going through Ephesians under the subtitle of Identity. And finding our true God-given identity uh, through Him, through Christ, which is identified through the great teachings to this church. Now remember the book of Ephesians is a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit. It was written from him to the church at Ephesus, which he had started on one of his missionary journeys. And so now he's writing back to them, trying to encourage them, teach them. And so we read that because those teachings are a lot of where we find our strength, our our inspiration, our truth for the church, things of that nature. And so we come to that in this book. And uh, today we're going to use the title. I've been using I am something or we are something to explain our different identities. Today I've entitled um, today's lesson, I am included. I am included. Let's go ahead and look at verse number 19, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. We're going to cover the last few verses of this chapter. Verse 19, the Bible says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? To us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above principality and power and might, dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So before we get into the section of scripture, let me give you a quick understanding when I mean I am included, where we're going with this or what we believe is being pulled from these verses. Uh, Every once in a while, uh, you hear this phrase, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Uh, Some people say, I got a really good deal in a car, or I got got great tickets to a place, things of that nature. And when we get done looking at that, you say, well, how did you get that? How how did you, how are you able to find that? Some people get good jobs this way. And it simply comes down, unfortunately, sometimes it's not what I know, it's who I know. Um, we had a few, a couple months ago, a great opportunity to get four really great seats at the Phillies. Um, we were right off, we were about eight rows back from home base on the Diamond Club, and they are absolutely phenomenal tickets, and it's exciting when I get a chance to go. It just changes the game of baseball. Phillies didn't score a run, but it's still a great time. But when, when I'm there, people say, how'd you get that? Well, obviously, I, I probably wouldn't pay, couldn't afford tickets like that. Well, we have a gentleman that does certain work here for us in the church, and he offered us uh, four tickets, and he runs, uh, we leased the copier from him. And I'm telling you, it was encouraging, and I can honestly say, when I walked down there, I mean, the tickets were there, there was money for the uh, concession stand, and we had to go through extra security, it just really made us, it made us feel rich, to be honest. We parked three parking spaces from Citizens Bank Park, but I didn't do all that because of what I know. I, did, I was able to do all that because of somebody I know. So I'm a friend of mine uh, who has been very kind to me. And that's really what we see here. And we're going to see what we're gaining is God's amazing power, the power given to Christ, his absolutely amazing power that has given to those who believe or those involved in the church. Same thing. You believe you are part of his church. And so I'm included in that. And so we can all say, it's who I know, it's Christ. So let's talk about what great power we gain from that, what great opportunities are available to us through Christ in these verses. So verse 19, he describes this great power. What is the exceeding greatness 
of his power to us word. It's not just the power. It's the power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Notice they said the greatness of his power and his mighty power. Please understand that in this verse, one thing we've got to catch is that this is not just power. It is greatness power. It's mighty power. It's exceeding. There is an absolute unlimited amount of power offered to us who believe. That's to you. If, you. if you've put your faith in Jesus and you've called upon him for salvation and you engage in a walk, part of his church, you, you're being offered an absolutely unlimited resource. And I think, I personally believe in my life and I think American Christianity, I think we limit that. I really do. I, I think in part of the world where people are literally sacrificing and hiding, you know, potentially sacrificing their life or hiding to serve Christ, they have an understanding of something we don't, we, we can't. But I, we just kind of make it, a, it's, if it's convenient, I'll go. If it's convenient, I'll serve. And we're missing, I believe, some massive available power to us in God. But it's available, it's an unlimited. He says in Ephesians 3 later, my God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. God is able to do more than I would ask, but more than I would think. And trust me, I have a wild imagination of what God can do and he can do above that. What he's offered to us is amazing. Verse 20, which he wrought, so he, we de demonstrate this. We're gonna talk about how he demonstrated his power. Which he wrought in Christ, when he, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above the principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So he demonstrates that, but not only does he raise Christ from the dead. Now, you know, you can talk about this. We all need Christ to intervene or God to intervene in some really bad circumstances, but none are worse than needing to be raised from the dead. He overcame that circumstance. He can overcome our circumstance. And so he raised him from the dead, but then he placed him in his right hand in heaven, a place of authority. And then he placed him over all authority. I love this. He says, in every name that is named now, and not, and, and not only in this world, but also that which is to come. Any person of authority that has a name, we hear names of politicians and people who think they're important because you know maybe they're well-known, they have money, something like that, and their name is supposed to mean something. You hear, you know, I, not too long ago, all these celebrities were giving their opinion on some political point of view, and to be honest with you, I don't necessarily care. Um, you're a celebrity, you make money, great. You don't have more influence in your point. That's my opinion. Um, there are people who I truly trust, they have, in, they have you know, they can influence me in that area. But those names, they feel like they have it. But all those names, Christ has been put above. He has the power, influence, and authority over anybody who thinks their name carries influence today and ever, and even what is to come. So uh, the next one, he says in verse 22, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things in the church which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all things. Us, those who have put our faith in Jesus are part of the body, part of the church. So here's what happens. He is the ultimate authority over everything. But then he has put his authority right now and his power, all that, all that power, all that authority. He's not gonna try, he didn't, he didn't come to the earth when he was born to be political. He didn't come to sit on the throne at that time. He came to die for us as the Messiah. He's not sitting on the right hand of God right now to one day throw off a politician or one day sit on the throne yet. He will do that. After, after the tribulation, he will come and he will sit on the throne and he will make all things right. He's going to do that. But until that day, he has chosen to place his power and his influence through his church, not our church, not us. It is us, but it's not ours, it's his. We are included 
in that. We are included in that body. We are included in what he wants to do. Now, we have that. We have the inf- power, the influence. We have the opportunity through the power of the Holy Spirit, through this great exceeding power, to have our lives changed, to see the lives of other people changed, to see reconciliation, healed hearts. If we're willing, one, to obey the word of God and follow it and trust it, if we're willing to reach out to others, we have that power. Whatever it is that sits in front of you right now, whatever it is that holds you down that weight, that part of you that thinks, I just can't, and we get it. God has, he has a power offered to you if you're willing to take the steps to do it. You're included in that. Now, I wish I could say that just means one day I get down, pray, and all of a sudden tomorrow my problem's going to be solved. But let me tell you one thing when I, when I close. Over the last uh, few weeks, I've been listening. I always listen to different, read different books, read articles, listen to Christian podcasts and leadership and church. And one of the ones I was listening to, the man was referencing something his father had stated. His father was a pastor, started a church, grew it to be a great church, and now is traveling and itinerant ministry. But he told him, he said, I think sometimes what we as pastors fail to do is just pray for things very specifically. We pray for souls to be saved, people to come, lives to be changed. We, we pray generically, Lord bless, do this. He says, but, so he placed a challenge out there specifically to pastors. And I'm telling you, I, I decided, you know, that I'm, why not? You know, I, can't, I wish I could have more, but let's be specific. I'm looking for specific things. So I, I begin to pray very specifically about something for me in my life, for our church, things like that. And as I begin to pray very specifically, literally since then, I have seen God answer that in, in the strangest of ways, in the way, least ways I would expect, very specific to the answer of prayer. But humanly speaking, though, it, wouldn't, it shouldn't have been that way. But I watched God do it. And in the stories... Are, and it's fun to watch what God can do. Now, I've got other powerful prayers that I need to answer, things that I'm asking God to do, and I'm waiting. Now, God may wait six months, a year, two years, five years for him to answer it, but I know he cares. I know he loves me. I know he wants to provide that, and I know he can. So I put my trust in him. That's the key. His authority, it's who I know. I know him. I go to him, and that's why we say, you know, in Jesus' name when we pray. We don't do that because it's a traditional phrase. We do that because God told us if we pray in his name, he will hear us. So we do that because of who we know. So if you have been saved, you're included in that. You don't have to be a great Christian as the world might say. You don't have to be a preacher or a deacon or a missionary. You are included. If you've been saved, you've been inclu- you are included. If you've never been saved or you don't fully understand that, Boy, I'd love the opportunity to explain that to you and maybe answer some of your questions. If you'd like to know, uh, if you go to our website at bensalembaptist.org, our phone number, email address, all that is there, and you can reach out to our church office, and I'd love a chance to chat with you and answer any questions you have. If you're local, we could meet. I'd love a chance just to hopefully be able to answer questions and explain what the Word of God says about how you can be included. Thanks again for the privilege you've given us today and this Thursday. Uh, we hope you're enjoying. Uh, your, uh, hope you're enjoying the day. Hope you continue to keep your eyes on Jesus and know He is in control and find comfort in that. Well, tomorrow we'll be finishing up this week. We'll get into Acts chapter two, or excuse me, Ephesians chapter two. And I hope you'll join us as we conclude the week together. Hope you have a great rest of your day.